0: welcome to this grit and grace life you've got questions we've got answers from the boardroom to the bedroom car lines to college single married or single again we're bringing real answers to help you live and love your grit and grace
1: life welcome to this grit and grace life i'm darlene brock hey there friends i'm julie bender Julie, today we get to talk about something I probably like a lot, and that's freedom. Um, But I kind of like it in some of the wrong ways, I'm quite sure. (laughs) Well, isn't that part of the glory of being American? (laughs) I think it is. I mean,
0: at least that's a little bit what we want to celebrate today. But before we get to all of that, let's talk a little bit about the birth of this great nation and some of the ideals with which it was founded. Three founding fathers. I did not know this. Passed away on July fourth. It's almost shocking that there's not more, but I guess like well, exactly that day. Odds, yeah, Yeah, yes, exactly that day. So both Thomas Jefferson and John Adams died on the fiftieth anniversary of the Declaration of Independence in eighteen twenty six, and James Monroe died on July fourth, eighteen thirty one.
1: Okay, I probably shouldn't say this, but that's like going out with a bang. Is it an all-time high on that one? What do you think? Yes, it feels very on-brand. Yes. (laughs) All right. Thomas Jefferson would sometimes greet White House guests in his robe and slippers. I mean, that's freedom right there. That is freedom. I kind of like really for that. That is really embracing the White
0: House as your home. Exactly. <laughs> well, the term Founding Fathers wasn't coined until 1916, when then-Senator Warren G. Harding was giving a speech at the Republican National Convention. Harding's phrase included men who fought in the American Revolution and drafted the Constitution, as well as the Declaration of Independence.
1: Well, there you go. How about this one? John Hancock was famous for being a smuggler. Ooh. Uh-huh. I don't recall hearing that. I didn't either. Uh, now, do we know this is true? Yes, I do. In fact, Google said it. <laughs> that's right. Well, he often brought over goods like glass and paper and tea in secret to avoid tax. I mean, that tea was a really big deal. That was but a big deal. I do deal. remember that from history yeah. <laughs> class.
0: George Washington was the only president in history to be unanimously elected.
1: Now, that is interesting to me. I didn't drill down on that. I wonder what competition he had. Yeah. I mean, was it just, we want George? We want a president, and so... And George is our guy. So let's do it. All right, and also about George Washington, did you know this? His famous hair was not a wig. Really? Yeah, it was his actual hair, powdered white and carefully styled each morning. Such an interesting hair trend. Yeah, and how long did it take him to get that look, do you think? I
0: don't know. I can't be one to talk about how long it takes to get ready. And lastly, according to the World Giving Index, the United States is the most generous country in the world based on a tally of charitable donations, volunteer hours, and a track record of reaching out to help others. Oh, I do like
1: that about us. And I think in in general, that's true. We are generous Mm -hmm. people. Despite the eccentricities of our founding fathers and some of their nuances and hairstyles and everything else, we, there was a pretty great nation that was started when they wrote the Declaration of Independence and began this country that we know today. Hmm.
0: I mean, I think America was definitely founded with the purpose of bringing freedom. And there's been a lot of change over time, what that looks like, what it really means, what culturally will believe that means. And so we wanted to have a conversation about where our nation is today on the true
1: meaning of freedom. So we decided to bring a guest who lives in Washington, D.C., and, you know, she's got a lot more going on than just living in Washington, D.C. Today, we're joined by Brooke Raybold. She's a social media influencer, entrepreneur, and leading
0: voice amongst mothers. She's best known for her Instagram platform, The Southernish Mama, where she shares relatable, inspiring content that empowers millions of women to achieve their best self. Her audience cherishes her conventional wisdom and uplifting nature, which landed her an opportunity to write her first children's book, The American Dream of Braven Young. She holds a degree in business from the University of Southern California and her master's in business from Georgetown University. Brooke currently resides outside of Washington, D.C. with her four boys and her husband, Ryan, who has worked as a federal prosecutor, assistant U.S. attorney, and the United States Congress. His involvement has inspired their family in many ways, including in the pages of The American Dream of Braven Young.
1: Welcome, Brooke. It's great to have you at This Grit and Grace Live today.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to learning so much from you because I think, as we kind of talked about at the beginning of the episode, the idea of freedom probably conjures up a lot of different images in any different listener's head. But... We know that you have a lot of expertise in this area, so no pressure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, loaded, a loaded word, I feel like. So uh, when I was writing it, I had to definitely sit down, I mean, and think about the word freedom.
0: So mm-hmm. I'm
2: not sure I have, you know, all of the answers, but that's kind of what the book was about. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to get into that.
0: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the inspiration behind what made you want to write it. Does it have to do with yours and your husband's background, his work history?
2: Yeah, so Ryan is my husband, and we met, gosh, I want to say it was like 2013, and I grew up in Orange County, California. I had wanted to actually move to Texas from there and go get my MBA my master's in business, and so I went on a trip there. I met Ryan in a Starbucks, just on a whim, and um, he was clerking for a federal judge after having graduated from law school, and he had committed to a job in Washington, D.C., Uh, It was the Attorney General Honors Program um, working with the Department of Justice. So he was a federal prosecutor from that point on for about seven years. So I followed him to Mm D.C. He made it clear he was very serious about the relationship. And so this Orange County girl went to Washington, D.C., and it completely changed my world. It just exposed me to... Uh, kind of just like our our country and the history I mean you can't help but feel inspired when you're around the monuments and you, you, you're living next to the White House right. it's one thing to kind of read about it and it's another thing to kind of experience it and I uh, just Orange County is not like that it's mm-hmm. by the beach it's like everything's easy breezy uh, I mean not so much but and then coming to D.C. things are more serious and um, and so it kind of just was a good contrast and so ryan's job working as a federal prosecutor was you know it kind of his involvement with the government uh just exposed me to to a lot more and our kids have an interest in america because of him i have a big interest it kind of just like fueled this interest not to mention living in uh in, we're in georgetown in washington dc so that's kind of like the initial inspiration and then we ended up moving to Nashville um and then to Dallas Texas all for him he again he at that point had switched over to being a um, a a an assistant US attorney hmm. so each kind of city has a US attorney there's like tons of US attorney's offices all across the United States and they kind of handle Um, You know, any sort of uh, case that the United States brings, um, you know, on behalf of like America. So we always say that Ryan's kind of like Captain America (laughs) and like helping serve our country and upholding the law. And um, so then it brought his career. He's now in the United States Congress. And that brought us back to the area. And so I, uh, it's kind of a roundabout way. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a
1: minute here, Brooke. I mean, let's just culturally walk you through life. Orange County, California, (laughs) Texas, D.C., Nashville, Texas, Uh D.C. I mean, could you have... more emotional cultural swings i mean i've lived in nashville i've gone to all of those cities for different things and it's like all right right, let's you know you walk into each of those and they are such different personalities you've got your your orange county surfer people and then you've got the washington dc suits and you wear only black in that city and then you've got the nashville artistic community you just name it you you've crossed them all
2: Yes, and there are, you're, you nailed it. I feel like every single city you go, or we've been in, there's been a totally different culture and vibe. And uh, we've kind of, we've grown, but we've also brought ourselves to each place that we've lived. And uh, I kind of wanted to, you always want to tell your story in some way. And so this book, I think a part of our story was told hold in it and hopefully captured in it.
0: Well, kind of with what you've shared already in mind, I would be curious, what is your definition or description of true freedom? So
2: I guess if I were, and I kind of struggled with this a little bit when I was writing the book, because at first I sat down and I knew I wanted to write about a child and I knew I wanted to write about what like, how a child might go through the process of learning what freedom is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when you're a young kid, all you want is freedom. <laughs> you want <laughs> freedom to eat candy. <laughs> you want freedom to do what you want. You want freedom to, uh, yeah, to, to you know, not have to listen to your parents sometimes. Oh, yeah. So, I kind of wanted, to, I wanted to relate that to, Uh, you know, America and, you know, how we are founded on the idea of freedom and that it's like, not necessarily, but I wanted the kid to learn it on his own. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't want someone to tell him what it was. Um, And I think that that's kind of, you know, American freedom, we're told that we have freedom, but what does that really mean? And so I wanted the kid to kind of go on this journey where he realized that freedom what is a responsibility and so I guess if I were to like drill down on like what maybe my understanding of freedom is is that it it seems quite the opposite of what the the definition of the word is right because when you think of freedom it's like doing doing what you want and having the um but I think kind of if you boil it down that that it is the responsibility, like it's a responsibility. And once you can take on that responsibility, um, then you have freedom, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and so in the book I kind of talk about like freedom and I guess this would be a hard one because people have different definitions of what it means, but I think the, the child then realizes that freedom is a responsibility and then it's the responsibility to do what is right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I left it somewhat open ended because doing what is right is a journey that we all go on in our lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wanted the child to realize that it's, you know, if, if you go on that journey and you kind of seek that, that, that with the responsibility and the aim to do what is right, then you can achieve you know, your highest calling and your greatest purpose in life. And it kind of felt like biblical to me that, you know, we, we get freedom, mm-hmm. you know, but to achieve that you have, you like, there, there is structure and responsibility. So it's a, it's a hard one to really like, if, if you could, I looked at definitions like you wouldn't believe, and mm-hmm. it's, it's it's not like you could tell uh, so I wanted to leave it somewhat open-ended to the reader because I wanted to give some framework. So that's kind of what the book is. It's it's more of a framework of these are kind of what it is and then go do the best you can with that framework given, um, you know, these God-given American values.
1: You know, I know in the book, Brooke, that you had, you brought in some of our historical characters that... You know, I, I love history. Julie knows that I'm I'm a student of history and absolutely love to learn good and bad. I like it all. And I think that's, yeah. that's part of what has built this country that we're speaking of, of America. And some of it's good and some of it's bad. But I think what you did through yeah. this book is kind of learn from some of those characters. You want to tell yeah. us a little bit about the inspiration for that?
2: Yeah. And so that part of the book um, actually was something we added in a little bit towards the end. The story morphed many times. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really wanted to have that moment when, you know, a child, because I know how it feels even as adult when you walk into the Lincoln Memorial and you're just kind of overwhelmed with emotion of, you know, kind of where we started, why we came here and, um, you know, when you're reading the words on the wall, like what what did that mean? And, and not only that, it was, you know, what what freedom might have meant to Abraham Lincoln. It, w- it might mean a little bit, you know, slightly it, or not slightly, an entirely different meaning to Martin Luther King Jr. Um, maybe, you know, but all with the same ringing truth about it, if that makes sense. So I wanted to bring in different, uh, you know, prominent. Uh, figures from American history to show, like, kind of those subtle differences, but all with that, like, resounding similarity that freedom is. Um, and I tried to sum that up in the words that I'd hope that maybe they would do. But you know, Martin Luther King Jr. says freedom is doing what you ought to, what you should do, what is right. That everyone in America enjoys freedom. Lincoln says. Um, so I thought, just you know, I actually, my husband is a history buff. Mm -hmm. And I'm more the person that's like, tell me more, I want to learn. And I guess I come at it from more of like, maybe a child's perspective, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And so I wanted to just kind of make it very simple for a child to understand the impact of these people. And, um, you know, to kind of, again, give them those frameworks from maybe what each of them, each of these, you know, men might impart and kind of, you know, again, try to make an impact in that way. So um, I was just as so much a steward of like learning about it as anybody as like a child, I feel like, mm-hmm. well, I know, obviously more, um, you know, and kids learn about it in school, but it's nice to just tell a story, maybe, you know, in a different way that, you know, so that's, yes, that's where they they came in. For
0: sure. Well, in your researching and writing of the book, did you come across, you know, what seemed like maybe a misunderstanding among either children or adults on what the true meaning of freedom is? Um, I
2: think, yes, well, I think when you look and if you look up like the general definition, like a dictionary definition, again, it's, doing whatever you want, right? And so like I was saying with kids, they have this misunderstanding when you say, oh, it's free, or like, it's like, well, nothing's free. (laughs) Oh, I get freedom. It's like, well, you still have, you know, a responsibility to yourself, to your community, to others. Um, And then once you can, you know, take on that responsibility, then sure, there's freedom within that. So I think that um, you know, it's a good thing for, for adults to kind of assess too, and to understand that there is so much freedom and, um, you know, in live in, and living in America. And I think we see that with what's going on right now, more than we have, you know, in recent times that, you know, with Ukraine and, uh, it's, I think it's a great reminder to know that, you know, what America stands for is important and we need to make sure that we all appreciate that and and take the responsibility on to make sure that we don't stray away from that. So I, I think it's a good reminder for me. It makes me appreciate, you know, what my husband does, getting involved or even just having an understanding of it. And again, just that like gratitude for what we have as, as Americans.
1: Brooke, you know, one thing that I think we all f- fall into is kind of a, a misunderstanding that freedom means uncomplicated or freedom means not messy. And I, like you, I sat in the Lincoln Memorial for like an hour the first time I went. And honestly, tearfully reading the words, realizing that at the point that that speech was made, there was horrible division in this country. There was such, you know, just physical pain, emotional pain, everything that could have happened negative was happening in this country at that time. And, you know, it kind of broke my heart, but then I realized, or maybe I walked away and realized that that doesn't, just because there's division, just because there are different views of a similar subject to the point where it's even fought over doesn't mean that we have to be divided. And I think freedom is accepting one another's stance and opinion and thoughts and feelings and background. And when you talk about Lincoln and Martin Luther King, their lives were very different from each other.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, definitely. But
1: that didn't make them any less desirous of freedom. That just made them bring a different perspective to the conversation. And I think what you said about Washington, D.C., that does it to you. It makes you realize that even today, when it's as messy as it is, that doesn't mean this isn't important. And that doesn't mean that there's not great principles behind it.
2: Absolutely. And I think when we kind of drill down, we're all doing our best to, in my mind, like achieve that, you know, that like the best for you know, and and like I said, doing what is right. And again, I think that sometimes those messages might, or doing what is right in your mind is doing what is right, and in somebody else's mind, you know that we sometimes we're so hard to be like, well, you know, your right is actually wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's actually they are trying to do what is right. And so I think there's a little bit of understanding if we can come from it from that angle, as hard as it might be given all of our beliefs or, you know, even the labels we create for ourselves. But um, yeah, I agree. And I think you're right when you said that, you know, Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther King jr. They, they had kind of these different ideas, but I think the principles and, you know, their overarching goal for what they did was, you know, to do, um, what was right in the name of, in the name of, you know, freedom. So, um, and if our kids could keep, keep kind of living that out, um, and just kind of doing the next, you know, right, you know, the right thing. And I hoping that their intentions are, are pure. And I think that's what the original idea, you know, why I wrote this book is during the presidential election, I felt like, I wanted because of what my husband does, I wanted to be able to share a story with my kids that was patriotic, but that didn't necessarily or not necessarily, but but, that didn't have um, these like partisan lines, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. I just wanted this patriotic story. Again, my husband is involved in government. He works for the United States. And I wanted them to just read a story about America and, you know, kind of what uh, but something fun, not something serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of where the idea of the book came from. And I I couldn't really find anything at the time that I, I thought would be fun for them to read while also teaching them something uh, and also exposing them to more of the monuments while we live in DC. It's just good for them to kind of read about it in a book and, um, you know, be exposed to those characters in a fun way. So Yeah, I'm I'm happy with how it turned out. The boys love it. They just created the publisher, Good and True, just created an animated version, which is really fun. And they're going to release that soon. So, you know, kids that want the story to come to life even more, uh, they can they can get that animated version.
0: Well, besides obviously reading your book with our kids, do you have any practical ideas for how we can help kind of share this important concept and? teaching our children about freedom
2: our household we talk about you know concept you know american values and especially like i said ryan because he's into history and me having just that peripheral peripheral exposure and we talk about it regularly but i think you know that's like again why i wrote this book so it's yeah just i think reading about it i think uh when we have times I talked about this a little bit on my social media platform when there's something going on, you know, in, you know, with Ukraine. And I think as parents, we tend to, who knows how we, everybody reacts differently to that. But I know that some people have, a lot of people have a hard time with it, but how can we share those messages with our kids in a positive way during times like that so that um, we can raise them up in a way that they, you know, don't take that, for granted and continue again doing you know what's right whether it's you know just in a just within their reach or something even leads them to something greater in their lives so Mm -hmm. I think yeah just just reading I think talking and even parents like I said I was kind of a steward to learning more I still am I don't know everything there is to know I don't think anybody does Mm -hmm. but if you know just a commitment to kind of understanding a little bit more that puts us in a better position. And like you said, there are things we did wrong. There are things we did right. There are things that in the future, we're probably going to do wrong. And there's, we're probably going to do do right, but to learn from the history will only help us do better.
1: You know, Brooke, I I also think that one of the, the greatest tenets of freedom is caring for the people around you and standing up for them as well whether you agree with them or not and that's yeah that that is something that i think you can teach your children without the concept of america per se but more the this is what i want you to be i want you to be the strong person who defends others who loves others yeah who stands for them even if you don't believe in everything that they believe in, but you want them to have their freedom to be everything that they're supposed to be, too. And I think that's a real important part of raising your kids in everything, let alone understanding what what it is to live in a free country.
2: Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, bullying especially is just, you know, it's rampant right now. And I just. I mean, I can't even, I saw something on the internet the other day where it was a 12 year old and I can't even say it out loud, he took his own life because of a bullying situa- mm. situation. He's 12. Mm. And it's just, I'm like, if that doesn't open you up to the fact that, you know, I send my my kids go to a private Catholic school, but I send them off to school and you hope that they do the best. But it reminds me that I always need to be talking to them yeah. about exactly what you said um you know being a humble leader responsible for yourself and not like be following essentially you know like be responsible for you so that you can help other people you know um but absolutely and i and you hope that they do and i think just talking i mean i I have boys, and so I have to pull it out of them sometimes. <laughs> so but I'm true. like, Tel, tell me about that kid. You know, tell me about why that's happening. What can we do? And sometimes it doesn't, I know, I was. we're all kids. We're all teenagers. And so it doesn't hit you in that moment. But I think those words that our parents speak into us, as we get older especially, it really does matter. <laughs> and even the, the example our parents set for us with what they choose to do, you know, with their lives. And so I always remember that I'm the example by what I'm doing. And then I'm also pouring into my kids by what I, you know, by listening and then sharing my, my hopefully wisdom with them.
0: (laughs) For sure. Well, I can't wait to get my hands on your book and share it with my little guy. Where can our friends and listeners learn more from you, follow you, get your book? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, good and true
2: media has it available on their website. I think they have the best price actually. And then the animation will be available on their site as well, which is really fun. My boys love the animation. Um, and then on, you know, on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, really um, any major book retailer will have it available.
1: Awesome. Well, and where can they find you, Brooke?
2: Yes, and you can follow me on Instagram, and my handle is at the Southernish Mama. Mm-hmm, uh, so they can find me there, and I have a, a website as well, the Southernish com.
1: Awesome. Well, we we'll appreciate you coming and sharing the background to this book and the book itself and how we can maybe raise our kids to understand the beauty of the freedom that we actually can embrace. Definitely. Thank
2: you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: It's funny. Every time we said the word freedom, I heard
0: Lincoln's little voice of what he does kind of playfully say freedom whenever he basically what we said when he wants to do whatever he wants to do. So I know I'll be getting this book to kind of help make sure that I'm guiding him in the right direction so that he can be the kind of little boy who grows up to be the kind of man who models what true freedom really should and could mean,
1: not just in our nation, but literally in the world. There's a verse in Galatians, the 5th chapter, the 13th verse, that I think is really, really appropriate. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. I love that one because I think that's exactly... The premise of it, not to just serve ourselves or or run down the road that we want to run down, but to actually care about those around us and encourage them as well. So thanks for using your free time to
0: listen to this episode. Oh, that
1: was good. I know
0: I, I was really excited about getting that in there. And we will be back with you next Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life. Make sure you've subscribed and rated and reviewed the show so more friends can find us. You can also share about this episode on your social media or send it to a friend you think it could help. You can find everything we talked about in this episode on our website, gritandgracelife.com, where you'll also find plenty of other articles from other women answering questions you may
1: have.